Welcome to the Learn Live Gula podcast, where you will receive inspiration from talented women educators from around the globe. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Basia, for organizing this amazing forum. And uh, today we're going to look at a sicha that the Rebbe gave over during Pesach in Tovshimem Ches, where the Rebbe is urging us to realize that we are in new times, and this is the right time to storm the heavens, to bring about the revelation of Mashiach, and that there are some people who are having a hard time acknowledging this. So in this Sicha, and the Rebbe talks about the mitzvah of Karban Pesach in Bamidba, Perek Tes, Pasuk Yudalad, that the Torah is telling us if a convert lives with you and he makes a Pesach lamb for Hashem, he shall make it in accordance with the laws of the Pesach lamb, all its laws. One law you have for the convert and for the native born citizen. So why is it that uh, the Torah has to um, underline the obligation of the Ger to bring the carbon Pesach and not other mitzvahs, like, for example, tefillin? Why specifically the mitzvah of carbon Pesach? So if we look at the mitzvah of carbon Pesach, we see that the, the inion of this mitzvah is to bring about the, uh, to recall how Hashem passed over the Jewish homes in Mitzrayim and saved us from the plague of Makas Bechorus. And um, today we have to always remember the Yetzirah Mitzrayim because had Hashem not saved us from Mitzrayim, we would still be slaves in Mitzrayim, as we say in Abadim Hayinu, right? Ve'ilu lo'hotzi ha'kadosh baruch hu mishamari anu v'neinu v'cholu. So the ger is uh, is a new uh, a newcomer to the Jewish nation. So it could be that the convert might say that uh, Pesach, or one might think that the Indian of Pesach is not Shaykh to the convert. Why? Because the convert wasn't in Mitzrayim. And even if he was in Mitzrayim, he wasn't a slave in Mitzrayim. They had it good there. So therefore, it was necessary for the Torah to underline that despite the fact that uh, that the Ger wasn't enslaved or the ancestors weren't enslaved in Mitzrayim. Nevertheless, every aspect of Pesach is equally Shaykh to the Ger. And why? The reason for this is that since, since a, a Ger has always been connected to Klal Yisrael, even before the Geras, that's why in the Torah, they're referred to as a ger even before they convert. Ger Shaniskaya, it says, that even before he converted, they were already connected to Klal Yisrael. So therefore, 
When it comes to this aspect as well, to the concept of Yitzis Mitzrayim, they already have a connection that was prior to their conversion. So, what's the Indian of the of the Geras? Why does a Ger have to be Magaya? So even though they already had a spark of the holy neshama before they before they converted, they have to go through the gerus uh, to to reveal that that only becomes revealed and enters them properly after they go go through the gerus. So the Rebbe goes on to say that from this concept of the of the ger and how the ger might think that you, the 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 avdus of Mitzrayim is not negaya to them, we can see something similar by a Jew. The Rebbe says Pesach is called Zman Cheresenu; it's the time of our freedom, and therefore Cheres. And Geula is particularly pertinent at this time of the year. And the Cheirus of Mitzrayim was a complete Cheirus, unlike the Cheirus of the story of Purim, because with the story of Purim, even though the Jews were saved, we still were servants to Achashverosh. But Pesach was a complete Geula, and uh, we're waiting for the Geula Hashlema the complete redemption where there'll be no more exiles to follow. So therefore, the Rebbe continues and said, it's incumbent upon us to make a tumult and to cry out about the length of the Golas. We have to say, Ad Mosai, and to demand and ask for the Geula that it should take place immediately. And not that when we say, L'shana Abba B'Rishalayim, L'shana Abba we're saying, you know, it should be by next year, but it should be taken from Iyad, it should happen immediately, so that by next year, yeah, we'll be in Yerushalayim, Metz Hashem. The Rebbe goes on to say that there are those who might argue, not only who might argue, but actually who do argue and say, but I'm comfortable in Golis. Thank God I'm living in a country of Chesed and I can learn Torah and do mitzvahs in tranquility, so why do I have to make a shturim and cry out at Mosai? Um, to be to be taken out of Golas. So here we have already what to base our answer on. Just like the Torah had to tell the Ger that they're obligated in Korban Pesach and in every aspect of Pesach, even though their ancestors had it good in Mitzrayim, so too, we say to this person who says, I have it good. And and why should I bother to pack up and move all my things and move my home when I can serve Hashem well in Golis? And, and not only I'm, I'm being treated well, but in some cases, the place that I'm living is actually helping me. I'm getting government funding for learning Torah and for doing the things that I need to do. And uh, I'm an American citizen. 
And I don't, I don't, I don't want to move myself to the Holy Land. And he quetches about it. And the Rebbe says that, that this is actually a reality. There are people who, who hold this way and who don't want to make a shturim. And when they hear this, and when, they, and when people go out and campaign and bring to the forefront the urgency and the necessity to cry ad Masai and to do everything that one can to bring Mashiach, this seems to have actually an, an effect on, on, on dampening the fire in the neshama, as if somebody has poured cold water on them. And... Uh, and and for some, actually, the cry of Ad Masai is even more necessary because when they hear this and when they see the effort that is being made to bring about the awareness and and to take action to bring Mashiach, that that will uh, that will not only bring them to a level to say Ad Masai, but actually it will strengthen their belief in Mashiach Tzikainu because the Rebbe says that, that the fact that, that they have a, a difficulty in wanting to say Ad Masai and to ask for Mashiach is essentially a lack of belief in Mashiach Tzikainu. But, uh, but the Rebbe goes on to say, how can we explain this? How is it possible? So the Rebbe said, the only way to explain this is because we are in the last moments of Golos and, and, and right on the precipice of Geula, that there is a greater necessity to cry out and to demand for Mashiach and to do what we can to bring about the Geula. Therefore, naturally, we're going to find that there's going to be opposition from the other side. And we know that in every era, there are challenges and battles that need to be fought. And the Rebbe brings the example of the Haftorah also from, from the reading of Pesach. And that is um, the example um, from Yeshayahu, V'yetzeh HaMelech, as kala am lema, vaisava melech, as kala am lema, asu pesach la shemela kechem, kiloi nasek a pesach aze, miyeme ha shoiftim, vacholyeme malche yisro, malche yehuda, ki imbishmona esre shona, le melech yishayon, nasa ha pesach aze la shem biurishalayim. That at that time, Bene Yisro were, were worshipping Avoida Zora. And um, once he got rid of all the Avodah Zorah in Yerushalayim and in, in the Heichal, uh, so once again they could worship Hashem in the way they were supposed to. So how is it possible that during such times when Bnei Yisrael had the Beis HaMikdash and there was the Urim, the, the Tumim and the Oron, how could it be that they could stoop to such a low level of avoid Zorah? And the answer is, again, like we said before, where there is great holiness and revelation of godliness, so you're going to have also the 
the force being great from the opposite side of holiness. And to such an extent that even holy people, chas v'shalom, could, could stoop to such levels. And we see in the Gemara Sanhedrin that Rav Ashi asked Menashe ben Chizkiah, he came to him in a dream, and he said, with all your wisdom, how did you come to worship Avodah Zorah? And he answered, if you'd have been there, you'd have picked up the hem of your garment and followed me. Because that's how strong the desire for idolatry was. So every generation has its uh, its test and its difficulty. And and so we can apply this to our day, since we're in the last stages of Golos, the end of Golos. And so, therefore, it's even more relevant for us to cry at Mosai and to demand for the Gu'ula. So it stands to reason that the opposition to this is going to be in a very strong way. And this, and this is the lesson that the Rebbe is telling us that we can learn from the reading of the portion of Itchem Ger Yase Pesach Lashem Kachukas Pesach Kumishpatoi Kain Yase Huka Achas Yelachem Vela Ger Vela Ezra Haaretz. Even the one who argues that he's an Ezra Haaretz, I'm an American citizen, I'm fine, I'm okay over here. I have it good in Golas, like the Ger in Mitzrayim. I had it good in Golas. So we have to bring this Pasuk and we have to. Tell them, just like the Ger has a connection to Yetzirah Mitzrayim, as they had, ha- have a connection to the Karban Pesach and to Bnei Yisrael, even before they were Megaya, because essentially their Neshama was always connected to Bnei Yisrael, except that it was in a hidden form until the Gerus brought about it to be in, in a revealed form. So too, the Jew who says, I have it good in Golas, that's really only on a chitzoniastika level, but essentially his essence wants to leave Golas and to, and to be free. And the Rebbe goes on to say that, to validate this, this view, since every Jew says, Ani ma'amim and goes on to say, not only do we believe in Mashiach, but we wait for him every day. And every day in the Shemona Esrei, we say, Semach David Avdecha Meheras Atzmiach, and V'sechazen Aineinu B'Shubcha Letzion Barachamim. When we're standing before the Eberster at Shemona Esrei, every word needs to be sincere. So how is it then that this Jew who says, Ani Mamim Be'emunah Shalema, and says these verses, and these brachas in the Shemona Esrei, what's the explanation? So the explanation is, no, they do want to have the redemption, but that sign, that will is behelem, and we need to work on revealing the true will of every Jew, which is to be free and out of this goddess, to be able to serve Hashem in the most sublime way. Um, so that's why 
the Ezrach is mentioned over there. The Ezrach, the, the Ger and the Ezrach, the Ezrach is talking about the citizen, the American citizen, the Rebbe says. And when we're in America, when we're an American citizen, so we, we conduct ourselves in accordance with American law, as it says, Dina Zamachosa Dina. But we want to really be able to serve the Abishta in the fullest capacity and possibility. And, and, and then the Rebbe goes on to, to say that actually talking about where we're in Ezra, where we citizens of, that every single Jew is a citizen of Eretz Yisrael. And where do we see that? So we see that in Tehillim, in Perak Pezaim, chapter 87, where it says, Ish ve'ish yulad sham. Each person was born there, and ze yulad sham. This one was born there. We all were, we all are citizens of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael belongs to all of us because we're all citizens of that land. But sometimes... Our, uh, our true ratzon, our true desire could be hidden and we just need to work on revealing that. And this shturim of Ad Masai and the urgency to bring Mashiach, that will, uh, that will bring about that the ratzon comes to the forefront. Um, an additional note Concerning the Ezrach, as explained in Chasidus, that the Ezrach Aretz, we find also in Tehillim Perek Peites, it starts off, Maskil Le'etan Ha'ezrachi. So, Maskil is a, is, is, is a chapter that is something that has to be uh, deeply thought about and understood. Le'etan ha'ezrachi. Who's Eitan ha'ezrachi? So Eitan, Eitan means strong, strength. And this refers to the strong bond that every Jew has with our Kaddish Baruch Hu. That there's just a simple desire to be connected with no reason, no explanation. It's just something that is a burning desire that comes from the essence of Neshama that the ezrachi, from the Lashon of Ezra Ha'aretz, that each one of us possesses this concept. And this is the way it has been always. But it's possible that right now that could be dormant, but in the future that's not going to be the case. It will be revealed in each and every single Jew as we say here, Maskel Le'etan Ha'ezrachi, Ezrach is in the in the future tense. And ultimately, even those who say that they have it good in Golas, they also will begin to say Ad Masai and to ask for the Geula. And particularly now in Zman Sechereseinu, the Rebbe says, during the Yom Tov of Pesach, as we said, that that time lends itself to the Inyan of Cherus, which will be completed with the Geula HaMittis Vashlemus, with Mashiach Tzidkenu. And the Rebbe added that the crying out of Ad Masai and the asking for the Geula needs to be done besimcha, as do all mitzvahs need to be done besimcha, as we, we told in the Torah. 
How much more so on Yom Tov? As we say in the Torah, Maradim Simcha. The Simcha of Yom Tov is a mitzvah's Asay Minat Torah. And what's there to be besimcha about? Simcha in the Betochen, that surely the Abishta will fulfill our requests and efforts to bring the Gula and to do so immediately. And then the Simcha will also be in a complete way, in a way, Simcha's Olam al Roisham, that the Simcha of Mashiach will bring about, that all other Simchas will pale in comparison. That's going to be such an unbelievable Simcha. And uh, it should be taken from a yad mamish. Thank you for listening. Now go inspire others to help propel our world to its ultimate purpose and perfection with the complete and final geula.